Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. Well, it's very wet and drizzly here in the UK, a very wet morning. My cat is galloping through the house. You know that cats sometimes during the night or in the morning, they run at high speed. So you might hear him whizzing past as we're talking. Today's phrase is to fall through. Now, of course, there's the obvious meaning of falling through. If you're walking over an old bridge, you have to be very careful that you don't fall through it. But to fall through also has another meaning. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. To fall through means when an event doesn't take place, usually because it's been cancelled or something's happened, which means that the event can't happen either. So we're going to go through some examples just so that you get the whole idea of falling through. It's usually accompanied by some kind of feeling of sadness. Okay, so if you just say something is cancelled, there might not be any emotion to that. It just didn't go ahead. But when something falls through, there's some feeling of dissatisfaction. For example, Our holiday plans fell through when we couldn't book the flights we wanted. The project fell through because we couldn't secure enough funding. Unfortunately, our plans for moving to a new house fell through due to some unforeseen legal problems. My plans for studying abroad fell through when I didn't get the scholarship. The software launch fell through because of critical bugs found in the last part of testing. Our weekend camping trip fell through because of the sudden change in weather conditions. You can use this in different tenses as well. Uh, For example, um, their plans are falling through right now, even as we are speaking. Uh, Sometimes plans fall through despite our best efforts. Uh, The trip has just fallen through, so sorry, I won't be going anymore. It's very common to use this, and it would be really good to use it in an exam to show them how good your English is. And it's never followed by um, any particular noun or other grammar, okay? So it's just to fall through. It's not to fall through a roof, to fall through a wall, to fall through into sadness. It's just to fall through, okay? So there we are. That's today's uh, phrase, which can be used in many different ways. 
and in many different tenses. By the end of this month, they will have realized their plans are going to fall through. Yeah, so it's a lovely phrase. It's actually really common. And in the headlines today, here in the UK, uh, there's a headline which says, uh, we told our parents that our house sale fell through so that they wouldn't come to visit. Now, that's a very common thing for us to do or to say uh, to fall through. And in this case, a young couple are saying that the house they were trying to buy, uh, the actual transaction failed. It was cancelled at the last moment. And they told their parents this so that they wouldn't visit. But it was all a lie. And two years later, they went on social media and they were asking advice about what to do now. <laughs> well, they managed to keep the parents at bay. That means keep the parents away for two years. So uh, they're now asking, well, <laughs> how do we now bring the parents into our lives. It seems that they had a bad relationship with the parents and they were worried that the parents would start interfering, telling them how to decorate the house and what they should do. So they avoided the whole thing by simply not telling the parents that they'd moved. Now, you might think that's very strange, but actually for British people, as I've told you many times before, many of us really don't have good, strong family uh, connections. We tend to move away from home at a young age, and our parents never interfere with us. Well, sometimes they do. And clearly, uh, the parents wanted to interfere with this uh, new house in the case of this young couple. But generally speaking, uh, once you leave home, your parents are kind of left behind. And there's a couple of reasons for that. The first reason is because we live in a society which is driven very much by government benefits. So the older you get, the more money is given to you by the government. And by the time you reach, I think, 65 or 70, the government is giving you uh, everything that you need. Accommodation, uh, money to live, a pension, a pension credit, disability benefits, priorities for key services since you're older, um, better medical testing. Once you reach 50, <laughs> it all starts to happen. Depending on where you are in the UK, of course, uh, around London, it's, uh, it's not quite so easy to bring all these things in because of cost. But um, people here generally retire at 65 or 67 but from age 50, if you live in the northern part of the UK, they immediately start inviting you for different medical trials and 
there's less people in the north, so they can they can do that. But in the south, it's a little bit more difficult. Having said all of that, in the south, there's much more to do, so older people can go out and around. Uh, so my point is that uh, families aren't really needed because money is given. And the result of that, of course, is we have a lot of very, very lonely people with issues caused by loneliness, like mental health issues. Uh, but they're very rich. And uh, it's a very strange scenario, that. And then the other reason why we don't really have strong family values is because we're kind of taught that it's shameful or somehow bad to uh, keep being around your family so much. I mean, visiting once a week is fine or once a month is fine, but to live with your parents until uh, you are middle-aged would be something here that's seen as a little bit uh, uncomfortable. It would be, well, why would you want to do that? Why aren't you going out and enjoying your life? Uh, it's just cultural things, you know. And our parents don't want us around anyway. In fact, many parents after you leave home at age 18, they'll be very honest and they will tell you, well, we want our life back. So uh, you go, leave us alone. We will leave you alone, but we'll help you to get started. You know, we'll give you money to go to university, to find accommodation and these things. Uh, but slowly the ties are cut. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I, I don't know. I mean, I personally was very close to my mother uh, because my father died when he was quite young. But I am aware that if my father had been alive, then probably it, they would have had their own lives. So they, they wouldn't have let me uh be around or calling every day as I used to with my mother and these things. So, yeah, it depends very much on the family as well, but we are not family-orientated people. I'm telling you all of this because of this, uh, this phrase, to fall through. So this couple here uh, in the news, it says, uh, we told our parents our house sale had fallen through just to stop them visiting us. That isn't surprising at all here, that kind of story. Now, uh, moving on a little bit, another story which is in the news today is about a woman um, who is very large, okay, uh, she describes herself as being fat, that's her word, and she was flying, she was going on holiday, and she booked two seats for herself. Uh, she says here in this newspaper report, I'm fat and I need two seats. And uh, what happened 
was that a woman got on with a baby. She saw the empty seat and she said to the fat lady, could you move a little bit into one seat rather than two so that my baby can sit down? And the woman responded saying, well, actually, no, I booked two seats for my own comfort. It's mine because, as you can see, I'm quite uh, fat. And as a direct result of that, the uh, woman responded with some words which weren't very nice. And this sparked fury in the plane. And uh, uh, the airline uh, hostess, the steward, the man who looks after the passengers or the woman who looks after the passengers, uh, got involved. And the flight attendant um, asked the lady... And this newspaper report is describing her as a fatty. I didn't think we were allowed to do that. Isn't that body shaming? If you actually describe someone as being fat, that has to be their description, not the newspapers. But the newspaper here says, the flight attendant asked the fatty if she would try to squeeze in. And the woman showed them her boarding passes, her boarding papers, and said, well, no, I bought two seats so I can be more comfortable. And in the end, the little boy had to sit on the mother's knees for the entire flight. And it doesn't say uh, exactly how long the flight was or where they were going, but they were really uncomfortable with each other during the whole flight, apparently. And they were passing what we say dirty looks to each other. You know, when you look at someone and you close your eyes and turn away in disgust, this, this was happening for all of the flights. They were giving each other dirty looks or the evil eye. Um, yeah. And uh, the woman said she did feel a little bit guilty, but she had bought the two seats. And on social media, there's a big storm about this, and some people are not being very nice. Uh, there's all kinds of comments here about the weight, and there's other comments uh, about the child. So in this situation we can say that uh, the lady's plans for a nice, quiet flight had fallen through because of the argument with the woman sitting next to her. The airline in question, and it doesn't say what airline it is, apparently were investigating this, but weren't available for comment. It seems that they've forgotten about it or didn't take it any further. So you could say that their investigation has fallen through. Nothing has happened since. There we are. So that's to fall through. It's very, very common. So please do get used to that. And that's it for me today. Our time is gone. So I hope you've enjoyed this. Let's talk again soon.
And uh, I hope your plans for today, what, well, whatever they are, don't fall through. And uh, see you all again soon. Bye.